This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. All right. We got another week of rugby league in the books. Mitch, are they a much better round this week? Pretty, all things considered, a reasonably entertaining weekend of rugby league. Yeah, it might have been all round the best round of footy all season, I think. And it does help that, you know, again, there wasn't that many blowouts, but we did get some genuine contests. And I wouldn't say we got one upset. But we had some close fixtures that weren't just art- they didn't feel artificially close. If you get me, they felt in the balance for a while. Yeah. a lot of those games. So, yeah, yeah I thought it was a it probably the best round of footy of this season, which probably isn't so- like it wasn't like it was a great round of footy of the last decade. Which is no, but this season it, w- it was pretty good. Yeah. All right. Uh, how did you find the performance of your boys on Thursday night? Because that's where we'll start. Uh, they went down to the Knights. Um, you know, they, they tried to make it interesting in the last 10 to 15 minutes or so, but, um, yeah, the Knights look like they're going to sort of get one of those last two final spots almost by default. Yeah. They're for and against is a real issue. It is now the Knights. <laughs> yeah. It's a massive issue, but, uh, like this game, like, I mean, they had, they played, I think I know Knights didn't mention it, but the Knights didn't play particularly well in this game, but they only played in a four day turnaround. And it doesn't really happen in modern rugby league much anymore. Four day turnarounds. Just, they just don't. And um, so they were very, they looked very sluggish, but also they just, um, they didn't seem to attack the weaknesses of the, of the, of this Broncos team effectively enough in the first half. And we saw a couple of times when they did actually run up the, the back rowers and the halves and find them out defensively. Like Clifford just walked through. So did Pierce once they, once they got their, their stuff, their shit sorted. But I would say it was a particularly unimpressive performance by both teams, but the Knights, it doesn't fucking matter how they played. They needed that win it. They got it. And they held on to it. Like, I know the first 10 minutes, both teams, to me, were disgraceful. I mean, Brisbane didn't have the ball till the ninth, 10th minute of the game. But the Knights also failed to score in that period. Wasn't great for either of them. But, yeah, just um, Newcastle got the win they needed to get. And Brisbane remained that same team. Like, if they, whenever the, this team holds onto the ball, they're in contest. But they just refuse to hold onto the ball often. And they just make silly mistakes. And they lack direction. And... They lack application to just fighting their way back into games. They what they take they try the easy way out often, and somehow you've mentioned this before, Bungard, like a few weeks ago, when we were chip kicking for ourselves and dumb stuff when the score the game was in the balance. Then when they're down twenty, just like just, just <laughs> like again, this game they were doing dumb stuff like that, and then they were down by twenty odd with with twenty minutes to go, and then they scored with just normal rugby league. It's like, oh, they just like got to the end of the set, you know, completed well, scored, then backed up that set, you know, from the kickoff well, and then scored. It's like, oh, so you're like your desperation isn't desperation. It's like, oh, let's just play boring rugby league. We're so desperate. We'll just go back to play play, playing how it's supposed to be played. But yeah, frustrating team. But I think um, we already know that that seven situation is different next year. Like someone, there'll be someone who's willing to put their hands on the results more. I can't get my head around. Everyone knows what I thought about thing about Brody Croft. I hated the decision again. To like I want Albert Kelly to be the seven, but we went back to the same thing when Kevy so indecisive that he names three halves. He did it at the start of the year as well, and it's like yeah, it's not helping anyone. If you don't back Brody enough that he's good enough to last eighty, why is he a starting halfback? And, and also you've done, done it twice already, to him this year. You've already signed a guy for next year. It's just time to yeah. cut your losses and try and 
At least Albert Kelly's probably going to be in and he's, around. The he's club inside in, now in That's some it. capacity next year, whereas Brody Koff will be playing in England somewhere in 2022. And, so, and people are overthinking. Oh, maybe it's a shop window thing. It's it's not. Kevy wants to win, and Brody will be out of there either way. You know, it's like it's not putting Brody in the shop window. Brody playing could only hurt his value. <laughs> okay, you got to look at the notes. He's not playing. Yeah. So, um. but like, <laughs> I thought. Um. Like Daniel Saifidi, uh, I think Frizzell had one of his best games in the Knights jersey. He was great. Barnett did quite well when he went back to the edge. I know Knights fans haven't loved Barnett, but he he played a pretty well, pretty good game as well. But yeah, just um, in the end, it's just Knights needed a win. Brisbane haven't got it, all the pieces they need, and that's it. I mean, Danny Levi was all right, but it's so easy to fall in love with a hooker when you see them for like two weeks. Yes. Yeah, yeah. People get it wrong all the time, hey. And he's always like a new hooker. You know, like... Mate, there so... were, every, every time you'd get a week or two of both balloon when Isaac Luke was out, people would get really carried away. But Yeah, that's it. But it's like, yeah, there's like... Da- I like Danny Levi. The same flaws still exist. Hmm. And, you know, he might he might be better than Jake Turpin. He might be. That, that could be a thing. But it, it just, the answer is neither of them. This is the que- to the question. Like, yeah. Corey Pakes may be back this week. And for me... I don't really care about seeing this team play the rest of the year. I honestly don't. Like, we know what we have. We've seen them all play. You're, you're certainly not going to get the spoon now. So. Exactly. So guys like Corey Pakes, he might be the only person I care about seeing playing. Hopefully he's fit. If he is fit, maybe getting four games at hooker. Yeah. Why not, um, eh? Why not? That'd be, that'd be interesting. The rest of it, I don't really care. We've seen yeah. Kobe Heatherings pretty pretty sick, whatever. But uh, Newey now, like we'll talk about the finals running, but they needed, they needed that win bad, and they play Brisbane again later in the season. And considering they did stand up in the four pack, like they'd be pretty confident heading to that game in round 25, which made it decide their finals. Yeah. Uh, the Raiders are back. They've, they've done their finals hopes. No disservice with a, I guess, reasonably comfortable win in the end of the Dragons. I know that like it was, they were losing it, losing it for a little while in the first half, but second half, I think was just really comfortable for them. I never really thought they were in much danger in that last 20 minutes or so. You know how people talk about like dogs reflecting owners' personalities and looks? Yes. Anthony Griffin teams, <laughs> like they just get to this point, don't they? When they're just like, they are so fucking so boring. They're just, so boring. There's really offering. And look, I mean, we, we, we're big Ben Hunt guys. He's not there. I mean, I like Zach Lomax, but there's just really nothing, nothing interesting about this team. And I don't. And I especially don't like sitting there with like you got the commentators praising Jack DeBell in mid game and all that shit. And I'm just like, get this team off my screen. I don't need them. Yeah. And they put and they, they did play okay and they put in like that, yeah. you know, they did like but it just like, remember those days with Penrith as well, how they were so yeah, when they just until be they like, threw the book away out. Yeah. Yes, just Luke Walsh would kick the ball thirty five times a game. It'd be it was great. So boring. <laughs> and then the desperation, like Jack Bird is one of those guys that every single coach who has him thinks like they just tie themselves to this guy. This guy's going to save me this week. You know, yeah. there's no problem. You can't throw a Jack Bird at, you know, which is a bit, and he was fine at fullback, but it's just like, it's such a short-term decision to move him there. And I know Matt Dufty's gone next year as well, but I thought that was strange. But one thing that has been evident is that a lot of people weren't happy with that punishment. It was splitting over four weeks. It's actually turned out the best punishment because it's, it's fuck their finals. Yeah, they've yeah, they're they're the, the they're dreams done. over in my opinion. Uh, but yeah. The Raiders 
Not particularly impressive either. No, but wins a win. Wins a win. Um, Jordan Rapana at fullback. I'm loving his insanity of like throwing his body at people just he anywhere. He does not care. <laughs> it's <great>. awesome. <laughs> um, the Dragons are screwed. They play South Melbourne and the Roosters in three of their last four. They're they're stuffed. Yeah. So I said Panthers. Sorry, not Melbourne. I feel yeah. nobody even. Dragons know, fans don't want to make it fun. Well, didn't they make it anyway? Like, I don't know a Dragons fan who's like interested in the Dragons at the moment. Like they most most well, seem to just hate their own club, which understandable. They're criminally boring as they are now. And we'll talk about their signings in later on, but they're just getting more boring. And it's like, again, it's an area, it's a region that has such a rich rugby league pipeline and history. And they have their guys. And I know you don't have to have your guys to be good, but it's one of those teams that like, they would always like fans would want to see their guys do well. than bringing outsiders, but they're broad. They're bringing outsiders that are even better than what they have. I hate that kind of building. Like you, you can cop outsiders and you bring guys, you know, like you know, well beaters or or lots of talent, but just it's just a boring team. And they 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 are fighting to build a roster that finishes tenth to seventh. Yeah. Um, I will say with the interest, the most interesting thing that happened in this game was learning that Cody Ramsey doesn't wear a mouth guard. And I mean, I guess I never really thought about it, but you pointed it out earlier today when we were talking, but. I never really thought about the fact that some players don't wear them, and I find it bizarre. Like half them don't. Like I, th- I said it to you, you, you um, one of our friends, Josh Brandon, messaged is like, "Oh, I never, never really thought about." Yeah, it's he's right though. I never so really thought it, about it. And, and I was like, I went, no, "Oh yeah." I was like, "No, dude, you do know that at mouth guards." Like think, think in your head and think of like. As soon as you said Boyd Cordner, I was like, "Oh yeah, he doesn't wear one." Like, I yeah. said it because because he's obviously Rooster fan. I said to him like, you know, I know you, like the Roosters have a lot of guys wear mouth guards. Dumb things I know, but it's like you know, think in your head, think about Hargreaves and think about Boyd Cordner, how you see them when they play. It's like, yeah. Oh yeah, Hargreaves are that big chunky thing. Boyd never wore any, you know. You just, you know, other ones. I think I know Dave Fafita wears none. He's had the gap in his teeth when he scores tries. I know yep. Ben Hunt never wore any. I know McCulloch has has it on. Like, mm. you know, it's it's one of those things that I do love in a, 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 a age of player safety, and I know it doesn't make the world's greatest difference, but I do believe that there's a bit of difference in concussion having the mouth guard there because of just biting down it rather than the clattering right it is bizarre with all the pl- the players that you things are talking about that like they're not compulsory at the top grade now i don't think many people listening to this program would actually know that like as you said like yeah they do know it as i said but they wouldn't it's have one of those things that's in the back yeah. of your mind and you don't realize yeah. until but yeah like the photos of his two teeth snapping were just like pretty mm. grim yeah, they were grim. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, didn't like the idea of him in the centers anyway. So, <laughs> well, that problem solved itself, didn't it? It did. It did. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Raiders side, I thought like Joe Tarpanay just would just do Raiders fans' head, heads in because he's just so good some weeks, so special. Just run as hard as you can every time, Joe. Yes, he just, you know, it just feels like he needs to be told like this game matters and we really need you every week. Yeah. Like it feels like he can't. Just imagine Josh Parley's not there and we need you to step up. Yeah, every I know week. he's there. I know he's here. I can <laughs> see him, it. but just yeah. pretend he's not. I know we can both see him. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it. And then like other guys, like I, I actually don't mind Harley Smith Shields and, and Matt Tomoko. I yeah. think Tomoko. I mean, I thought Seb Chris started the year well, and this he's year faded away. I think Tomoko is probably the one with a bit more potential out of those out of those two. But this team, like they're again, they're in the finals battle, but it's hard to back a team steered around by Sam Williams and the form Jack White is in to, to make the finals. And I really thought this week that it was pathetic that Ricky blamed the rest of the team for White's form. I didn't say, what did, what, was it, what did he say? 
So it's like uh, I'll, I'll Google it again now to get the exact the exact quote. But and uh, Joshua Parley's misses fire back at him on Instagram. They've got deleted, <laughs> obviously. Um, but where is it? This uh, okay. I'll click news. But essentially, like your Raiders teammate are the key to unlocking his talents. The headline, apparently. So, but it's yeah. just like I mean, he did score a nice try in this game, though. To be he fair. did, but it's but, just uh, like I'm. Oh, we fucking this last week. He's Mister Teflon. And I've never seen a player get an easier run yeah. of it ever in my yeah. life. Maybe Mitchell Pierce, actually, but that's it. Yeah. In terms of just like no one ever criticizes them at any level. And they're just so, constantly <laughs> rewarded with things for no so, reason. And it's just, here's the quote. He said, The disruption to our spine this year has been a disaster. We've had disruption in our spine all year and it hasn't helped Jack. I'm not one of those people who will only be there for the good times. I'll also be around for my players that are doing it tough, he says. <laughs> anyway, uh, he says, I'm here punching with Jack right now. As a half, you're only as good at what's happening around you. We've been too inconsistent all year. And it's our return. It's our turn to repay the favor to Jack and help him out. Jack hasn't lost his talent, but it's our job to help him get his confidence back. I, I agree with the first part of what he said, but then the second part just went off the rails. Well, the thing is, like, it, like, I understand this very often. Like, we've been there before. We've defended Ben Hartman, Dragons are doing really poorly. But you could, when you're behind like a beaten pack or your team's getting smashes, yeah. Generally, like, you know what? That's not the Haas fault. We have eyes. Like, we've seen Jack White play this year, and we've seen a regime that has not been afraid to drop Joshua Papali in multiple seasons and tell him his form's not good enough. But then you've got to stick by guys like Jack White and who Oscar Parley obviously has a big say in how games go. A middle forward being off his game for a couple of weeks. It's not going to really change your entire season. Whereas guys like White and not turning up and not adapting the game and not improving, he's going to do that. And it feels like a cop-out because like we know this guy has been around for a decade, probably the highest paid player in, the, in their team, played Origin, got the Clive Church on a losing side, won the Dally M. And it's still not his responsibility. What are we fucking doing here? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? And I can see why partners of other Raiders players, and whilst it's not their spot to say things on social media about the like about their husband's coach, I can see why they get the shits because they know that like that's not the it's just not the bar that the Raiders set for everyone else. It's not. No, absolutely not. All right, let's move on yeah, from this that, game. That was a joke, but yeah, the Raiders, yeah, not that impressive. They got the win, but they're probably there. Look. We'll, get, we'll do the run home after this, so we'll yeah, move on. We'll... Um, Parramatta are done. <laughs> yeah, we. No, I mean, look, they were they were <laughs> shit in this game, at, and Reed Marnie's out for the season. They're finished, and I don't know where they go from here because it's going to be another year of finishing in that sort of fourth to sixth bracket and losing in week one or week two of the final. And I can't see a scenario where that doesn't happen. I mean, we've spoken about this a few times that it just seems likely that Brad Arthur will be the he'll be punted there, and I do think he's found their ceiling on a consistent basis. But yeah, it just feels like that's the 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 drum that's beating right now because this keeps happening every season. And whilst I think they end up landing where they where they kind of belong on the ladder, it's not great that the years keep ending like this. It just, yeah, and I know it's, the draw isn't their fault, it. but yeah, it's and, it's um. Yeah. It's it's unlikely to me that they win more than one more game. Well, the they play whole, the they like, play the oh, Cowboys in regular season. Yeah, they play yeah, the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than that, they play Melbourne, Manly, and Penrith, and they don't have Reed Marnie. And yeah, I just can't. 
I can't see us. And Mitch Moses is playing through. I thought Mitch Moses was good in this game, actually. Credit to him. I thought he was the only one really having a go. But um, I can't see it. I, I, I can't. They're finishing fifth or sixth. They might beat, you know, the Titans or the Knights in week one and then get unceremoniously dumped yeah, out. But, but these two. are the games, and, and you know this, is, and it's, it's that thing, the nuances and existing analysis. Like when you can knock... And I often do it. Like when I knock a player who's like, when I say Tommy Turbo is having the best season ever, apparently I'm a Tommy Turbo hater or I think he's being shit. It's not like that. Like Gutherson is, you know, around that fourth or fifth best fullback in the competition. But it's these periods like this. And it's not just his fault, obviously. No, but being but the captain, being have a go, mate. Like, mate, he's just, well, when, when his best attributes are energy and effort, which is great when they're winning, but when they're losing, they're like, "Fuck, can you do something?" Like, I know, you, I know, run, you do I know something else. Like, I know run meters are fake news, but he had like twenty run meters at halftime. Yeah, and like, he, and yeah, but it's just like you want a bit more. And I know he's got a decent pass to him, but you want a bit more out of him as the captain when backs are against the wall. And it has been what, like, as a fullback, he hasn't really. Well, he hasn't scored a try since round fourteen in that team. Only set up a few tries in that period in the comical year that we've got. Yeah, you just want more out of him. You want you want a lot more out of Dylan Brown. I agree. The Mitch Moses was actually at, like I thought he was quite good in this game, considering what he's come back from. Yeah, but there's just you you want that extra gear to step up against other teams, and it just isn't there. And they can beat and they can beat good teams. Nobody's saying they can't, and they have beaten good teams. But it feels like they take advantage of other teams playing worse than than than, than them actually smashing them. If you get me, like <laughs> it was. Like half an hour into this game, there was a chance that Josh Mansour was going to break the record for run meters in a game. <laughs> like, yeah. but it's like, so they did. They did beat the the Storm all the way back in round two, very early in the season. And God, something what happened? Something happened in this game. Something wacky happy in that game. Why can't I remember what happened in which game? The, when they beat the Storm. Mm, don't remember. Sorry. If anyway, Brandon Smith was playing hooker. If you remember, he wasn't fully fit. It was a slot fest, and they beat them. They did beat them. They were asked. That's fine. They did. Did, oh, but, was it? Was that when? Was that when? Um, Olam kicked the ball on the yes, last play. That was it. Yes. When they would have otherwise and, probably and scored. And scored a good try as well. Yeah, they did beat them, and that, that was it. They got a good win, and they beat the Roosters thirty-one to eighteen. These things are things that happened, but since they've been thumped by twenty-two by Manly, eighteen by Bunnies, again by you guys, this twenty-eight weekend, nil 28, against the Roosters, twenty-eight nil against the Roosters last week, lost to the Raiders, lost by one point to the Panthers. It and just feels like, and that's yeah. a Panthers team without their best player, who've looked a shadow of what they can be at their full strength as well. It, it so. feels like they're like perfectly like I know you know we never say off because they're on the ladder at this spot. You know, fourth always beats fifth, but or like never never works like that. But Parramatta feel like they're that team. Like wherever they are that week at form, they will yep. beat the team below them and lose at him above them. That's yeah. what they are. I think and, that's fair. And yeah, just well, I mean, it'll it, be fair in two weeks' time when they're below Roosters and Manly. I think the worst sign of this one was like, mate, like they had Moses back and they didn't really turn up. It felt no. more like, again, not the fact that they were smashed by a better team. It, it feels like, again, the little run of losing is get, has got to them. You know, it's bad when they get to halftime down 12 nil, and the only positive thing that anyone on the broadcast can offer is, oh, you know, they're lucky to not be down more. So that's not too, or 14 nil, sorry, not 12 nil. So 12 nil, 14 nil. I can't remember. No, 14 I know, nil. I know Latrell Mitchell's probably goal kicking next year, but here's my petition. Okay. Alex Johnson should start goal kicking. He to, might score 500 points next year. <laughs> if you get to play less house, left wing, yeah. and kick goals. I like it. I'm interested. Like, 
somebody get him out there when he's injured now. <laughs> get yeah. him get him kicking goals. Cause like that left wing, I mean, Mansell, he did finish quite well, but like four line breaks and whatever, two fifty four meters, good finish. It's like doesn't matter who's out there now, they're scoring like two tries a week. Cody Walker got another seven try assists, I think. So, yeah, but it's like it, they're two tries a week uh, out in the wing there. It's like if you just get someone, if you're definitely a kick goals, they would score a bazillion yeah. points. Legit. Let's, if, let's, let's, yeah. let's get some more dumb records going. Why not? Um, Yeah, I thought Cody Walker was fantastic again. I don't know, really. But uh, the try they scored just after the Jackson Paulo try was awesome. Um, it was. Tane Milne's been being really good yeah, this been, year. I think he's probably... The second best winger when we're fully fit. I think he's the right winger in the finals. So that's it's nice. It's one of those guys who's been around forever. And I know, and another friend of the show, Shane Anderson, and myself, big fan for a long time, kept getting punted from clubs, had no idea why he couldn't figure it out. But yeah. Yeah. He's I think now um, 10 in, out of 10 from 10 playing for your lot for him. So, oh, I think, uh, yeah, I think full strength now it's it's Trell, Johnston, Gagai, Graham, and probably Milne on that other wing. So we'll see yeah, what happens so when, I, but, um, when we'll yeah. see what happens when everyone's fit. But yeah, not much, said, not much do you to think, talk about. I know, I know you saying you don't see them as a competitor still. I'm starting to believe, but I better say because it's, you, it's, it's it's starting it's to well, it's starting to look so ominous with the ball in hand. You guys, like, they feel like they're going to score every time they touch the ball. Yeah, and, and they can't defend their line. That is, <laughs> that is the, that's the issue though, right? Is like when they play Melbourne or Penrith, and they give away an error or whatever, and they have to defend a goal line set. They're just going to concede. Yeah. I Whereas, mean, like, they can stop. Who was it last week that they did it against the Dragons or the week before the Warriors? Like, sometimes they'll just stuff it up and you'll get away with it. But even then, the Warriors still scored like 24 points or something. Like, yeah. I don't know. But you guys I am worried to, now. You should be. If you guys allow, like, it's not that your defense is terrible, but I, I feel like there's still that. And again, Reynolds and Walker aren't bad defenders, but there's a whole lot of, like, isolating them and Keon yeah. or Giant Edge and a lot of like second phase seems to come from like someone will get hit by Adam, hold him off and offload. And you guys are a bit second phase on the edge. It's not your defense is poor, but it's like no, out of I the agree. top side, it's not good Do enough. You, I'm almost at the point now, just given what is going on elsewhere that like, I'm almost ready to put Melbourne in a tier of their own. And then I would almost try to make the argument that Souths and Penrith are in the same tier right now. But I still don't think South or any chance. I still think Melbourne just smashed us by 50 in a grand final. So I don't know. Yep. I don't think it matters. Uh, breaking news. Okay. This is great breaking news. Oh. Salford officially signed Brody Croft on a oh. two-year <laughs> deal. <laughs> Fantastic. Hell, yes. I mean, <laughs> I'm excited to see what he does. We've saved lockdown. And by see what he does, I mean never watch him play rugby yes. league again. And yes, I do like his ambitions are coming back. It's like, mate, they didn't let Aiden Teaser back. You ain't coming back. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, let's move on from this game uh, to the dumbest loss of the year, I think. <laughs> Am I, I don't think I'm being hard. You know, I think you're and being I, very fair. And, and I think that um, I did enjoy that I tweeted that um, even the West Tigers wouldn't do something this dumb. And I think um, uh, the Tiger cast quote tweeted me. It was like, I love that we're being used as a barometer for teams doing stupid things now. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Cause like even the Tigers would not decline a penalty goal 10 meters out right in front when down by two with five minutes left in a game. The, the worst part of this, the absolute worst part of this is that it came from Josh Hannay. Like, Aaron Woods, captain on field, was wanted to go for the two. And the decision came down from Josh Hannay 
to reject the two. And his thinking was, here's his direct quote. He, I thought Braden had missed a goal from a similar position in the heart, first half and New Zealand were down to 12 men at that time. I just backed our guys. Unfortunately, in the back of backing our guys, kicking on tackle two was not what I was expecting, what we needed. I'll cop whatever comes my way for making that decision. But I'd probably make the same decision again. I thought New Zealand were out in their feet and we had a man over. I thought it was the right decision to find a back our men to score a try. Now, see, the problem here is, Josh, as the head coach, you should know when you're making this decision. You should know when Evans went off the field. Because he was back on at tackle two anyway. <laughs> like, he was back on the field. So it's like he didn't take the advantage, but it was a decision that was made. Like if this game had no finals implications and there were like five weeks left, they're like, whatever, go ahead, have a crack. Yeah. Yeah. If the Warriors had done this, fine. Yes. But you're still trying to make the finals. Yes. And this was a gift. And I'm yes. particularly mad because it's ended my Coltrane Cup season, but, has. but this was a gift. Two and points. Even oh. the most, like, so many people are so hard out about scoring tries and not kicking the two, but that was, like, immediately the moment I made the call. My timeline blowed up. Everyone was like, what the fuck are you doing? Everybody everywhere, because we'd all watched the same game and hadn't, and Did, the Sharks didn't cross the line in the second half. They didn't really look like scoring either. It, the only thing... Is it possible Hannay didn't realize that the penalty was from right in front and not from where they kicked the ball? Uh, I still don't know because... Because that is literally the only excuse. He said he missed it from the simple position. I don't remember him missing one like in front. He must not have known then, right? Like he must not have <laughs> realized it. Because they, they took the tap from 10 meters out right in front, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is little, the rule. Little, which is little the rule. to the side of the post. I only know yeah. that rule because of that Good Friday game when James Graham broke Adam Reynolds' leg. And then the ball yeah. went dead and they got the penalty goal right in front 10 meters out. And yeah. you know, and like the eight people in the commentary box, only Peter Sterling knew the rule and the rest of them were just like, what's going on? But yeah. yeah. So I think, I think he just might not have known. Yeah. So that was, that was but not there's great. no excuse for that. Even then he's like, well, mate, like he said, I didn't know Braden missed one from there earlier. Like, I don't think and then, Braden took a 40 meter conversion. Chip. Yeah. So and where are you thinking? Yeah. And then to compound it, they kicked the ball on the second tackle. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was Connor Tracy. I thought he was been decent, but yeah, Braden Trindle has um, failed to step up there. But yeah, they kicked on the second tackle. God, so bad. Terrible. And then they made a mistake like the next set when they got the ball back. Yeah. Like, uh, they lost to a team that had three. I know the last Symbian was... With, last one doesn't count. But, but they lost to a team where Kane Evans maybe had... Well, that's what I was going to say. Like the Sharks might have the dumbest loss of the year, but Kane Evans might have had the dumbest game ever. And he won. Yeah, he was like... Because... And I know there's rumors of... Chambers said this or that or whatever. And my, my issue isn't even the, is the fact he threw a punch. It's the fact that he got sim- he threw those dumb punches to get Simbin. If, you, if you're angry at a man and you throw a punch and get Bind, hit the man. It's like when Zidane headbutted Matarati. It's like if you're going to assault someone for saying something rude to you, do it properly. Like you're going to get sent off either way. You yeah. may as well just yeah, no. go hard, you know? But, but it wasn't just that. So he did that. He made two, he fought, made two mistakes, forcing offloads that weren't there. Gave away four penalties, a ruck infringement, got Simbinned again, got charged of both the things, missing multiple weeks. They well, probably would have been dropped anyway, but yeah, all them on Will Chambers. And it was quite funny that all the charges in this game, there's his two, Matt Lodges and Dan- Dallin Wattenis Lesniaks, all on Will Chambers, who was playing awful footy, but he's totally just decided, like, I suck now, we suck now, I'm just going to be. Full-time fuckwit. Not even part-time. I did laugh. I saw a Storm fan today on social media say that, oh, I never saw Chambers do anything like this with us. And so, I'm like, 
what planet do you live on? <laughs> like, like no, Chambers that's... used to spray his own teammates if they stuffed up. I can only imagine what he said to other people. Notably, like an all-time sledger, isn't he? Like yeah, everyone talks legit. about it always. Had a, he had a stinker again, but yeah. Anyway, he, he did do his, single, his team a solo by owning those Sinbins. Yeah, true. And Sandos, and then they did that. And I mean, I'm I'm also angry at Josh Curran. By the way, not his fault, but it offends me when a man so unimpressive and so so unathletic and looks like he can play so well. And then he, how dare you, sir? So uncoordinated <laughs> that he know. crashed into a hand sanitizer stand after the game. Yes, but somehow offloads for a try in this game. And how dare you, sir? Yeah, gives oh, us all hope. It does. It uh. It, you and Aiken in the back row has been bizarrely good. And been good for the last couple of good, weeks. Good try he scored, breaking through Will um, Chambers there. But it's bizarre because I don't think the Warriors have played particularly well in these games. They're just hung I hate around. that we have, to keep, we have to talk about them later in the road to the finals part. God, what a joke. All right. They've hung around. As you said yeah. before the podcast, right, they've gone from it's their worst season ever. To still to probably point, their worst season ever. But, but <laughs> on the brink of finals somehow. Yeah. But right. The Sharks, though, like the Sharks yeah. are going to miss the finals right this year. And they have losses. To the Bulldogs in round seven, 18 yeah. 12, they lost to the Bulldogs. They have they lost to the Broncos in round 16. And they lost to the Warriors now. And in between in around those losses is they beat Penrith. And I know Penrith had players out, but they got points off Penrith. They took points off the Dragons who were in the final the battle with them. They beat the Cowboys at one point. They put the beaten Dragons twice. Like not a lot of good wins, but they took wins where they had to take them. And then they lost to Bulldogs, Broncos, this Warriors team, and they play the Broncos again. And they may still make the finals, but you have no right oh, being there with those losses. No. <laughs> um, all right. The Roosters and Penrith played out a pretty entertaining game. Uh, Penrith getting the job done without Nathan Clear. Matt Burton ending James Tedesco's career with that step. Yeah. Obviously not really, but man, that was good. We've been preaching on here since he signed like two years ago that like that yeah. was undervalued at the time. And the more like, closer and closer that gets, the better value that deal looks. Dogs might be all right next year, man. They really might. They might. And people were so willing to write off Burton his first game back in the house being shit this year. The same thing when people when Bandits were stuck to the hooker for two weeks. It's like yeah. they've been training someone else the whole year, whatever. But he was electric in this game, broke the line three times. The try he scored, like well, not the try. He scored two tries, but the one off the scrum he scored. That was just a man with like bucket loads of confidence. Like, yeah, scored a fantastic try, and I wouldn't say carried the team, but like absolute massive difference maker for them. In a in a Penrith side that was missing, as we now know, like missing Pangai, who maybe has a miscarriage, which would be very obviously sad for him. Maybe we don't see him rest of the oh, year, but it's terrible. Potentially yeah. there, you know, missing him, missing James Mister Harris. Um, who else are missing? Anyway, missing plenty of cattle, missing Cleary, really stepped up. And I know the rooster missing cattle. But yeah, I thought thought uh, Burton was exceptional, as you said. I thought that the roosters got a pretty raw end of things. I agree. There was also, and this is why people stay down. There was also a crusher tackle by kick out in the in goal. On, was it on Manu or someone? Can't remember who, but clearly a crusher. And this is why people stay down because whenever you don't, they just don't get called. And that's why people are like, you know, people get crushes done to them and they see players holding the back of the heads and exaggerating because they have to. Yeah. It's, silly, it's, it's no different to. than players falling over in the box when they get clipped because if they stay on their feet, they won't get a penalty. Um, but 
I just, I mean, I, I had no issue with the Jared Warrior Hargraves sin bin, but if you're going to do that, then when Isaac Targo and Moses Leota give away two penalties in 30 seconds yeah. while defending their line with 10 minutes to go, you got to bin one of them too. Apparently not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree with that there as well. Thought, I think that just given everything that they've gone through this year, the Roosters, I think they should be pretty proud of this season. And you know what? They might still end up in the top four with the way Parramatta are going. Um, they're still only outside of it on four and against. And that number's actually, they actually gained ground this week because they lost by less than the Eels did. But um, yeah, I, I think they will, they, they probably will end up in the top four. But um, I just, look, I, I still not, I just don't know if they have what it takes to beat the top three in a big game no, with just the amount, sheer amount of talent they have on the sidelines right now. I don't know do either, but and I did find that before the game. So they obviously made that last late switch with Copley, who they brought in this week, dropping out Manu to the wing, to Benua to the centers, Nat Butcher into the back row. I did watch the pregame and, and hear Trent Robinson explain that. And, you know, we all know he's one of, if not the best league mind in the game and the most open with his communication about his tactical decisions he makes. But he has a bit of reputation with Roosters fans sometimes big-braining it. And he big-brained this one. I heard his explanation. His explanation was, that you know, cops, he says, only got here this week and doesn't fully know the, the calls, the plays, and the combinations, blah, blah, blah. And then goes on to say, and like, you know, Tupanua and Joey Manu hang out heaps. Like, they're good friends, they're good mates. So, like, that works. Which sounds okay, but it's like, do you really need to know all the calls and all the plays to play on the wing in a in state of emergency. And is it really better off moving Nat Butcher to the edge, Tupano to the centers and Mano to the wing than just like having a dude who just stays on the wing and doesn't know what the calls are? Like, you know, I know there's set plays and whatever, but it's like, do any of their set plays involve the winger coming in field? I don't think so. Mm. You stay out there and score the try. Yeah, and it's not that Tupano <laughs> is particularly that adept in the centers either. Like, I would if I had to pick one of them of him or Crichton to go to the centers, I'd have picked Crichton. Same. And I understand they they value combinations, but it's like just because those two guys like get lunch together, yeah, doesn't I mean, mean it's a fantastic center wing combination. And they'll they'll now miss Rear Hargraves for three weeks, I think. So they got a couple no, of no, soft no, games. No, he's he's rest he's resting. Crichton three weeks. Oh, sorry, Crichton. Sorry, not Rear yeah. Hargraves. Um, three weeks without him is pretty big, considering they play South in three weeks' time. That's their last big test before the finals. So, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens there. Does it not happen with yeah. Hargraves either? Because he didn't come back on after he got Simbin, and he's not playing this week. So, I don't know what that is, but a bit weird. But yeah, and if you if you're going to sign Copley to and not bring him straight in. I don't know. I can't get my head around it. Like, yeah. get him on the wing because at least he plays on the wing. Yeah. All right. Know. Let's move on. Did you think the scoreline flattered Manly a little bit? Because I kind of did. <sighs> yes. <laughs> I mean, like the Jason Zard try is obviously a total fluke. I mean, and... Manly Melbourne scored you know fluky in air quote tries too with with drops and similar. But I I do feel like a lot has been overstated by how well you know Manly played in this game. Yeah, I look. I thought I thought Melbourne were just a bit flat and a bit wasteful in that first half more than anything else, and then they get mainly get the Saab try out of basically thin air. Um, not not I don't think Sharks fans would have enjoyed that Nico Hines uh, attempted cutout ball, but um, nevertheless, uh, look credit to Manly they did keep it tight, and but um, it was interesting though that when they played a good team who were on the ball, um, 
the best player of all time having his super duper greatest ever season <laughs> didn't do anything at all. Yeah, he, he set up a couple of tries being that last pass and a few line breaks, but it wasn't, you know, the break, game-breaking performance you're expecting. And he did have not make a mistake that led to a try. But I just um, I just found it interesting, again, after the game, same thing was said, but they were asked, like, how they, you know, how they were focused on Tommy Turbo. And it's, again, it's like, sometimes the good teams just do the most basic thing in sports. And Ken Munster was like, oh, yeah, we just, like, watched him out of the, watched him out of the back of shape. <laughs> It sounds so easy. Like, oh my god, they figured it out. They watched him. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and and to be fair, they probably did a bit, bit more than that, but they definitely and they have got the backline speed to do it. They definitely jammed up a lot more on Tommy when he was looped out the back. But also they were quite smart. And if you happen to watch a replay, watch a couple of times when he when he follows around the middle of the ruck, you'll see a forward almost kick pressure in before he gets the ball. There's a couple of times, I think Christian Welch hit him a couple of times. Like he didn't even get the ball, but that we there was not free space in front of him for most of the night. They kicked quite well and pinned him down. And yeah, it's just again, not to knock you having a fantastic season, but it's like, yeah, this is the reality that when there's actual close and good teams, it's this might happen sometimes. And yeah, he was I wouldn't say he was a bad nor would I say he was one of the stars of the night. People looked at his like line break assist numbers again and it was going, Oh, he was fantastic. It's like, did you did you think he was fantastic before you saw that number? Yeah. Or was it after you saw that? Because I didn't. Exactly. I watched him and I didn't think he was that. I, like Again, he had his hand on two tries, but you know, for a guy who they give the ball out the back of shape all day, he didn't Every exactly... Time on the goal yeah. line. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't exactly, you know, threaten... And again, I, I hate that we're at this point now where it seems like we're haters. Like, I think he's a, I think he's a fantastic... And I said in like round two of this year, around, like I said very early on this year, when it, just after he came back from injury, I said that he, I said that he was at Tedesco's level, if not better, mm-hmm. and that's proven to be correct. Like I was a really early adopter of that, but I just don't like the idea that we're being framed as haters just because. I don't think he's been better year than Barber and Hayne. Yeah, <laughs> and I think he's having the best year in the competitions. Too, yeah, for sure. Know? Like I, no one's like yes, I think Cody Walker should get more respect, but I would still give the MVP award to Tom Tavoyevic if I had to. And if you want to ask, if there's a divorce brother I hate, it's the other one <laughs> who made 50 run meters in this game and nobody talks about it again. <laughs> it just gets a swan along being ineffectual or whatever. Good on but, him. Yeah, that's it. But I, I, I do think their edge defense held up quite well. The Manly, I mean, Brad Parker made a couple of good one-on-one tackles, but you just don't get enough. And this is the problem with having a guy like Tommy playing like he is and others not playing, actually creating to his standard. They're not getting enough out of Croker, DC, and Foreman in these situations. Like, there's no dummy and go myself. It's just give it to Tommy still. And then they also, with their shutting down of Tommy, they did quite a good job on Josh Schuster as well. But I think the Storm were really good at backing themselves to like hit effectively one on one and hold into that contact. Cause like Olakawatu and Schuster had issues many teams like playing, like breaking tackles or playing through contact or offloading. And they backed themselves this whole game to do that. And even small things that make Storm look smarter than everyone else is like Kenny Bromwich's try. All he did was die from like three meters out. But nine out of ten back rolls bomb that try. Hey, they just get held up. I still, I'm still looking at that now. The four line breakers just for Tommy. That's just like doesn't sound like it. Doesn't feel like it. No, it doesn't. Just, can we just ignore it? Yeah. And then uh, oh, I, I thought again, like Jerome Hughes, his running game. They were just, they just got in front. Broke the game open again the, with it, but just it's just an amazing player. The dynamism they have 
yeah. at every spine position is I think, and that is like, look, South obviously have Cook, Trell and Cody, but they've also got Adam Reynolds, who's pretty much never a threat to run the ball. You just mentioned the manly guys in that spine who are never a threat to run the ball. Like yeah. I think that's probably what sets Penrith and Melbourne apart from those other guys is that if any of those spine players get the ball, they can make something happen out of nothing. Yeah. I'm with um, you there. So we'll see. Anyway, but I thought Brendan Smith was awesome too, mate. He was fantastic. Harry Grant's good every time he plays. Um, look, Manly fans, we still think you're very good. I think you're still probably the fourth best team. Yeah, but, I, I do yeah. love that weird narrative. People are like, oh, I'm actually more impressed that we lost. It's like, well, what? Can, <laughs> we got look. Please wait for rookie takes because uh, <laughs> yeah. oh my what god, what about you? More impressed you lost. Oh, it's like, a brave effort. Fuck off. What are we it's doing? Like, no, it's um, like, like you did hang around. You could be happy with that, but I also feel like. And it's what came first, good defense or attack off. Storm looked a little off with their attack. And do I do think a lot of it comes with Wells. Like Remus Smith decided to play like Will Chambers, refused to pass down that side of the field. Um, do we have to talk about the last two games? I think we do. We can bless <laughs> through them. But yeah, All right. I mean, it's just good, mate. Like I've enjoyed talking about games because I felt like yeah, it mattered. Yeah, it's been weird. Like, um, I felt like they the team of the podcast, they're back, baby. We still believe the finals charge starts here. 28-16 win over the Bulldogs. Fuck yeah. me. Um, I do love like Bulldogs fans are un- like you forget because like they've been crapped for a few years now, but mm-hmm. they are number one with like without an argument to me, the most deranged fan base, like when the Bulldogs are actually good or when like there's contentious things happening in their games. Yeah. And still- like Acting like Jack Hetherington Sinbin is the greatest injustice of all time in a game that they were losing by 12 with four minutes left. It's just classic Bulldogs fans. I love it. I love it so much. I just, I love them. Jack Hetherington is a victim of Jack Hetherington. Yeah. Oh, he's a victim of his reputation. It's like, yes. How do you think he got the reputation? (laughs) But like almost all of them, as you know, like it's not like every single time he's done the wrong thing. And I know that, yeah, you would say, oh, if Player X did this, he wouldn't have got Sinbin. It's like, yeah, but Player X hasn't done it 27 times beforehand. Like, that does count. And Jack has to know these things, and so do the Bulldogs. And I, I've been on this wagon. Like, he should have been what we – actually, I did mention him last week, didn't I? The worst player to keep getting a run. Like, does not matter what he offers until he gets his stuff out of his game. For mine, he wouldn't be playing on my first grade side. I don't care how good he plays. like, And I know there's no reserve grade now, but it's like, mate, you've got to get through some games of not doing this dumb shit because you're costing the team, you're costing us, and we pay you to sit in the sidelines. Like, and- <laughs> He gets paid to sit there and get suspended. Some lunatic posted a side-by-side of that, of his shoulder charge, and like, I think it was... Uh, it a was regular it? tackle. Like, it was like <laughs> a... I think it was Curran catching... Connor Tracy slightly high, but like with his arm outstretched, making a proper tackle. Yeah. And like, why was one of these a Simbin and one wasn't? I'm like, dude. Maybe it was a genuine question. I don't <laughs> like, think it was. No, it wasn't. But man, like, oh, I love them so much. But uh, the Tigers, they, Dewey's really good. The rest of them, not so much. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, can they win? <laughs> can they win four from four and make the oh, They, um, they might want to vomit watching them sometimes now. Like, <laughs> Oh, like but- what? Are, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, why are we? Why is Zaxini playing off the bench for fullback to and by going to nine? Like, I don't know. And like, why is Cheekham a thing still? And why are they looking at Risto? I don't know. If they'd won that fucking Warriors game, they would probably make the finals. They're idiots. They are. 
Oh dear. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. Right. We're not um, much more about them, are we? No, no, no. I think for the doggies, the only thing they'd be happy about is like Bailey looks pretty likely in this in the halves as well. Right. At nine. Oh, right, Corey so. Allen's got to try. Thank you. Corey Allen's got to try. There Back. you go. But again, they're they're a fan base. They know the spoon is theirs now. It's been like that since Broncos last won the last one. I usually not only just dislike but openly mock and deride fan bases that just assume things are going to be better next year because they signed a couple of crap players. And I think I did yeah. do that to Bulldogs fans last year when they were like, oh, Cole Flanagan's going to... Yeah, all right. But they should actually be excited for next year because they should be good. They should be... Especially if the rules don't revert too much to what they were a couple of years ago and uh, just like the gap between the good and the bad team stays the way it is. If they get yeah. guys like Burton and Adokar in here and Pangai... They should be a top eight team, well, just that, the way the comp yeah. is at the moment. And they can sit there and go, like, I know they got the spoon finally, but they went through four years of being spoon worthy and got it once. They, you fought, take it. they fought long enough. And yeah, like, and a Burton is just like such a confidence play. I feel like he's at him, Pangai, having like the, the foot, like getting rid of like the Napa contract, getting rid of Napa, good stink gone. I know the back line doesn't mean everything, but at least like, They'll have points in them at some point next year. Like they'll have some games to just win because they hang around, and then you'll have points from Burton and Dufty. They'll just win some games. Like if that. you have, if you have, yeah, look, if you have Dufty at fullback and you got strike guys like Ado Carr in this at somewhere, he's probably just going to be on the wing. Kotrick. Nick Kotrick comes back, um, and yeah, and then Burton playing six or seven, and Pangai, who can honestly again, he's been he has won games for Brisbane on his yeah. own before. Pretty much. and I look, I don't know who is going to be. Burton's Haas partner. Maybe it's Avarillo. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, Bailey. I don't know. But, um, but look, I think they should. Look, yeah, it sucks to get a wooden spoon. I've experienced a few of them in my life. But um, it uh, look, you. I think of the, all the teams that are firmly at the bottom right now, I think they have the brightest future comfortably. Yeah, I mean, they probably looking at like five to six. Wins. I'm not saying they're, we're not saying they're going to be good next year. I think they could finish, but. With ten or eleven wins, yeah, I mean, I'm that probably the, the floor's probably six, five, six wins next year. You know, which yeah, doesn't yeah, sound. Like I, much, I'd be pretty stunned like... if they got the spoon next year. Anyway, yeah. um, the Cowboys have not won a game in a very long time, and Jason Tamalolo played on an edge, and the Titans won by a lot, and they're probably going to make the finals. And you know what? They're actually playing all right. They played really well the last three or four weeks, so. They have, but I don't know if they'll make the finals though because they're running into the juggernauts in the coming weeks. We'll cover that. Yeah, they, that's but, true. They play South and Storm next two weeks, but but yeah, the the Cowboys have only won two games with Tamalolo fit this year. That's really bad. That is. Uh, and but hey, it's just turning back the years, like winning no games despite having the best player in the league. And but moving him to the edge. I mean, we've oh. been through this. And Tamalolo, what is, I know it's a long time ago, but you might remember the start of his career was on his edge. And yeah. we were just like, this guy's got all potential, but it's just like, it doesn't feel like he can figure it out. Like, Why what are is teams he? obsessed with moving really good middles to edges all the time? But it's like, again, the same thing with, I remember when we heard Gazin used to say it all the time, we call him more than a battering ram. But it's like, no, he kind of just is a battering ram, but the best one ever. Like he just keeps smashing people in the face until eventually they crack open and he goes through. It's not exactly like he's a big hole runner or he hits gaps at speed or anything, or he's elusive for his size, but he's not elusive for an edge. It's like, I don't understand what you're trying to unlock by making that move. And Peyton, we've been on and off him, on him, off him all season. That very early on when he started talking about the Tamalolo stuff, it was about this long-term vision he had. 
And how quickly does long-term go out the window when you're not winning games? But it goes out the window, you do desperate moves like this. And then he's, like, again, Hylam Lukey as well, big fan of Lukey. You've just thrown two giants on the edge and gone, well, let's see what happens. And it didn't happen. (laughs) They, their last win was on the 28th of May. Jesus. It's August. God, that's a long time ago. It didn't feel like it was that long ago. I, like, I knew they'd been crap, but like, yeah, since then they had a bye to start June and then they got 50 put on them by a toboyevich manly team. And then yeah. since then, yeah, they've just lost 38-0 against South, 38-0 uh, against the Knights, 46-18 against South, 34-18 against the Roosters. Bizarrely, kept it really close against the Storm. And then, yeah, just got pumped by their two Queensland rivals the last two weeks. I think so. it's because like they managed to score like, score like three tries a week that we don't realize how bad like they scored three this week. I think this was three like the they last scored five sixteen weeks. to eighteen points pretty much. much. Like I'm looking through all these yeah. all these losses apart from thirty eight nil against the Knights. There was twenty four against the Sharks, eighteen against Manly, eighteen against South, eighteen against Roosters, sixteen yeah. against Storm, eighteen against your lot, fourteen this weekend. It's like yeah, yeah. maybe lost that's why to, scored sixteen when I lost to the Roosters. And it's funny lost when I scored twenty. Like yeah, they scored it, points. It's, it's dumb, but losing thirty six to fourteen gets you way less heat than losing like twenty two nil would. Yes, <laughs> it does. But yeah, like, and the Titans are they're playing well. They're playing good footy now. And Ash Taylor's having his little on and off, off, off again, on again moments. I'm not sure if he'll be in the side next week. They just re-signed Fogarty. Yeah. And Sexton's playing well enough. I think he'd keep his spot. So we'll see yeah. what happens there. But like, they've just, it seems to be working all right. Fafita's in one of those veins of form, but he's been on, they've been on top when he's come on off the bench. They're about to get, play some good teams and see what they've got. But finally, they started beating the bad teams. Yeah. And, well, I just think my concern as a Titans fan, and the same thing happened last year. It takes Holbrook way too long to figure out his team. Hmm. It takes him like 16 weeks to get it together. Like Greg Marju was there for, forever, and he's been really good since he got in there. It took him forever to figure that out. Like he just seems to get the balance incorrect so yeah. often. All right. But, do, you yeah. do, do you want to do the run home? I do. I do also laugh though. The Titans re-signed Kevin Proctor. Why? <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure. They, they look better when he's not on the field. But... um. All right, so we're going to put lines through the Cowboys, Broncos, Bulldogs. I think it's fair. Um, uh, well, I mean, I want to line two more, but you're factually, you're correct. They can still make it, and also they haven't got the worst draws. This is the thing. I think, so the, all right, So let's start with 13th place, the West Tigers. Four games to go. You would think they'd need to win all four to make the finals. They play the Cowboys, who, again, haven't won since May, but I don't think they'd won a game when they beat the Tigers at Leichhardt earlier this year. So mm-hmm. Tigers fans have already been on that online, by the way. They're already prepared to lose. Mm. They play the Sharks as well, which means they take a win away from the Sharks if they beat them. Play the Panthers, that's not great. Then the Bulldogs. I could see them and, getting two wins, and that's not enough. And it is in the, I know they haven't fully locked it in yet, but it looks like it might be their last game in Townsville if they get it up there with the government right. this week against the Tigers. Um, you can look on paper. I know four wins locks them in. Three would make them very contentious. They should beat all three of those. Three, teams. if one of them was against the Sharks, would probably maybe do it. But, but yeah, the most Tigers thing ever would be to either lose this week and beat Penrith. Yes, or well, no, lose or, to the dog. <laughs> yes. or beat Penrith and then lose to the Dogs. I'm actually happy if you want to lock that in as your official prediction that they will be. In the fate will be in their own hands going into the last week of the season against the Bulldogs. And, and it's they the lose. last game of the round. And it'd be like, <laughs> no, it just... could be still lose by less than six and you're in, and they'll lose by like eight. Yeah. <laughs> like... I mean, none of that would shock me. Yeah. Uh, poor Tigers fans. I'm going to say they missed the finals. 
I'm going to say they missed the finals. I, I still believe, finish, but um, I still I still believe. But I, I, I don't know why you still believe. You're just saying that. <laughs> I am just saying that because I quite clearly don't by saying they're not going to make the finals. And we've got the Warriors next. Again, 16 points, but here's where it gets interesting for them. Their next two games are against the Bulldogs and the Broncos, who are the two worst teams. And then they play the Raiders and the Titans, who... So if they won all four, they would 100% be in and they might be in even if they just beat the Raiders, assuming the Titans just go on and finish seventh. Yeah, I mean, they have the best run in. Most of the other teams run into stronger teams. I know running into the Raiders and Titans isn't exactly easy, but but it's what you want. You want to take points off those guys. And somehow, the last two weeks, they haven't been very enterprising, but defended quite well and found ways to win those games. Like there's a couple of teams here that you do that against the Broncos, you'll beat them. You do that against the Raiders, you'll beat them. And you do that against the Titans, you'll also beat them. If you can hold them out, those teams crumble. Like they hate, they 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 run out ideas and throw the ball around too much. And haven't they made people look stupid since they lost RTS and said they wouldn't win another game? But man, it would be pretty sad on their part if they went on this run and made the finals and he's not there for it. But I mean, I'm not. I'm going to say no. Uh, they should have lost the last two games and two teams choked it out. And yeah, like, I, I'm saying no. That no. Like again, I also wouldn't be shocked that they went 0 and 4, even though they're all winnable. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be shocked. All right. Uh no. this one shouldn't take long. The Dragons, they play <laughs> Penrith. Well, they play Penrith Roosters and Souths, three of their last four. Uh, yeah. No. All right, cool. Uh Sharks. I think so- they might go winless, by the way, the Dragons. They might beat Cowboys. Who knows? But um, mm. yeah, they're not they're not winning. They'd need to win at least two, probably three. That's not mm. enough. Uh the Sharks. An interesting run in. They play the Knights this week. That's huge. It's almost a loser leaves town game for those two teams. Um, then the Tigers, another another big one. Then your boys, and then they finish playing the Storm, who would usually be that's usually bad. But the Sharks have that weird thing where they always play reasonably well against the Storm. So, I mean, apart from earlier this year when they got tailed up, but like you know, more or less. I mean, again, they have one of the better draws because, again, Tigers 13th, Broncos 15th. If, if they win the first three, they can probably afford to lose to this Exactly. They, that's it. They can, if they win three, like I'm going to say there's a, there's a 11 wins is plenty. Yeah. Like I think there might be a 10 win final. If, if they lose this good. week, they're done. Actually, no, so, I think they need to get to 11 now. We do to they need 11 because now. they play the Knights. And assuming that that's not one, if that's one of their wins, like I don't know. Yeah. But although they have a better forward against the Knights. So. 10 they might do. be enough to no, but they had to pick two teams though because they're the Titans and Raiders. So, so they have to, it's a massive game for them this Sunday, and then yep. they, they like, I, I can't back them, I can't. Like, they have just been pretty poor the last month. Like, they beat the Bulldogs, but other than that, they've just been not great. Will Kennedy's awesome, but there's not a lot behind him that I've really enjoyed watching the last few weeks. Uh, I'm gonna say no. Yeah, without Sean, that's it. No, honestly, they probably take Chad Tans and back rest of the season if they could. <laughs> like if he was fit as well, but yeah, like, honestly, like, yeah, Trindle hasn't stepped up well yeah, enough. Tricky, for them. Tricky has not played great. All right, like, now I'll here we go. The Newcastle Knights play the Sharks, then the Bulldogs, then the Titans, then the Broncos. I'm going to say yes. Yeah, it's the again. They have a great draw that it's in their hands. You've got the Sharks this week. You beat them, and you beat the Bulldogs. You're, you're probably like, okay. I'm, I'm probably you're probably in already. You're already looking at 11 11 at that point. And then you need one of the last two games. And the other reason I'm really confident about the Knights is because both the teams above them, who we will get to, yeah. have very tough runs in. They do. So and the Knights have a terrible four and against. They do. 
Yeah, but it, I think th- winning two, winning two or three of these will be enough. And I think they will get two of them. If they beat they the Sharks, if they beat the Sharks and they beat the Bulldogs, then yeah, totally, they should be sweet. Even if they lose the Titans, they might be okay. Yeah, and I mean, if they beat, if they put forty on the Bulldogs, well, that's the other thing. Like, if they tail up the Dogs and the Sharks put the cue in the rack and they put a score on them too, that can fix that four and against up real quick. Yeah, and they've got Pierce back, and Clifford's playing quite well. Like just, you know, hitting their stride a bit. And I know that like having Chris Randall at nine hasn't been fantastic, but I just feel like yeah, yeah. they're in the right spot. Well, to, and, to, and Bradman and Best makes a big difference too. He does, and Pierce does too. And Ponger, obviously. But um, yeah. and here's the other thing: they're forming us at the moment negative one thirty nine. Raiders negative seventy four. It wouldn't shock me if they had a better forward against by the Raiders than the Raiders come this time next week. Because I mean, the, the Raiders thing is, play the Melbourne Storm. They honestly, I know it sounds ridiculous, but with how this year has been, I know it's been officiated a little different the last couple of weeks. Far more penalties. I wouldn't be sure if they caught the Titans for and against, mate. The Titans could catch that smoke two weeks in yeah, a row right now. exactly. All right, so <laughs> we'll move on to the Raiders. Do we both think Knights, yes? I think, yes? Knights, yes. I'm locking the Knights in. So this is the this is where it gets contentious. We've got two teams left. Let's probably... I'm going to pull both their draws up at the same time. So we've got... Obviously, we've got the two teams that are currently occupying seventh and eighth spot on the ladder. <sighs> I think one of them has to make it in just kind of by default almost, but I will talk about which one we think. So we've got the Gold Coast Titans... And the Canberra Raiders. Now, both of which, both of them have pretty rough draws. So, they kind of... The Titans need to just win as many games as Canberra, right? And they get in. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair? Yes. So, the issue, I think they both lose both of their next two. <laughs> that's a tough thing. Like, the, they both have... And I know the, the Titans are playing so well, maybe they'll jag one. Maybe. Raiders, Raiders possible, go but... Storm Manly. Titans go South Storm. Yep. And... I know the Raiders historically have had been okay. I was going to say, don't, it's not this yeah. storm side. They're, they're going to get, they're going to get, dusted. and it's at Suncorp. Yeah, they're going to get Bye-bye. smashed. Uh, and but then you look at the last two weeks, and the Knights play the Titans. When the Warriors play the Raiders, when the Warriors play the Raiders, so, and then the they both play the Warriors in the last two weeks. So the 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 odd man out fixture wise is Raiders, Roosters, Knights, Titans. Given that that Roosters game is in the last round of the season and they are the walking wounded at that point, that game probably won't mean a lot to the Roosters and they might rest some players as well. Warriors have been good at Seabus historically as well. Like mm. Their best record, I think, outside of New Zealand is that against the Titans there. But it's like the Titans are in the box seat. But again, they could lose these two and easily lose to the Knights. I'm... And I'm going to pick the Raiders. I think they probably only oh. win two more games this year, but I think it might be enough. I think I can. I, I think the Titans are only. I know they're playing well, but I think mm. they definitely lose the next two. But you're right. Maybe they won't. But I think they definitely lose the next two, yeah. and then they go into that Knights game a bit flatter. And I think they if they 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 could lose that. And so, I think I would. I think the Raiders are going to win eleven games and make the final. The, the worst thing of all this, right? I mean, when you look at it, you think those guys that are win win ahead. They're all poised to make the finals. Yeah. We look at the draws. The Sharks really should be thinking we can make it. They really should. And they are a shot, but I don't I don't back them. Like if they went through if they won the first three, they, if you look at the other guys, you think, you know what, eleven wins they might do it, but I can't do it. I can't back them in. And that storm game round twenty five, by the way, the storm have rested players in those fixtures. But I still think rest storm still put thirty on them. <laughs> So, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's that's just a, a good tough point. 
but yeah, it's so who are like, you going? It's it's really hard. Like I'm I'm going to go the Titans right. and the Knights. Yeah, so I, I would Titans and Raiders. I'd love to pick the Raiders as being it, but I feel like they have to win two of them. I know, like I know, Manly Storm they probably lose. They could beat. You know, again, they've shown up. They beat I the think they win the their last two games because I think the Roosters will probably have a top Actually, four spot sewn up at that point. I want to pick them as well because I think Chance is back by then, isn't he? Be back That's soon. a great point as well. So, yeah, look, I think the Raiders sneak in. Fuck it, I'm doing it as well. I think the I'm real question the is then if you get into the finals, I think if you play, I think Knights Para is a legit. Well, I feel like. Coin flip. The most Raiders thing of this year, and I think the Raiders fans said it on Discord too, would be to limp in the finals and then beat Parramatta week one. Yeah. <laughs> and then get his thumb to week two whoever they play. Yeah. Like, yeah, I could see that happening. And and I actually think no, if I think if I think Chance is back, I think yeah, the Raiders could do it. I know they haven't been playing particularly well, but hang around, get some W's, you know. Yeah. And this is smart by us because no Titans fans exist or listen to this show so they can't get mad at us there you go yeah all right there was a lot of judiciary charges this week um angus Crichton will miss three weeks for a crush tackle uh butcher's getting fined uh what did he do what did he get butcher do all right it's not important he got fined he gives a shit uh happy is going to the judiciary uh he was invited contrary conduct charge for that fracas that occurred um fracas but but, uh (laughs) capewell and martin Entered early guilty plays. Kate Wall was missing this weekend's match against the Dragons. Martin got a fine. Jack Sims is out this week for Penrith. God, it just gets worse, doesn't it? Um, D- Dylan Harper's facing a four match ban, <laughs> which would rule him out. We might not see him in the NRL again, right? Yeah, there's another dumb room. I don't believe it at all, but oh, the Broncos are interested. It's like, no, they're just looking every single experience forward to the Broncos. I don't think he's in the NRL again. I agree. And Jack Hetherington, another three weeks. So, yeah, that's the thing. It's just not worth the risk at this point. Um. Yeah. Uh. Will Chambers got a fine. Matt Lodge two games. Kane Evans a game. Tafoa Sipley one game. A lot of a lot of charges. This yeah. Week. And Lodge keeps getting himself charged as well. And he was bitching again this week. But it's like, mate, like, come on. You get charged every second week. And who's uh, to, who's to blame? Keenan Palacia pled no contest to a careless eye tackle, so he gets two weeks. So. Yeah. Great. That's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, oh, anyway. it's fine to come out. There's a great shot on um. And again, this is live breaking news. I already threw it a like on Facebook, mate. Yeah. But yes. Campo punters... told me a couple of weeks ago someone had told like, he was going to be with Luch on um the Tiger Town doco, and there it is, him like they're sl- dapping it up in the car park. That's good <laughs> stuff. Perfect. All right. Um. Uh. Elliot Whitehead's re-signed with Canberra. We didn't talk about that last week. Yeah. Um. I cool. hate it. Like I like Elliot Whitehead, right? Yeah. Why do they do this? Why did every sign guys so, like Whitehead was already signed, but he signed a two year extension to the end of 2024. And I know Raiders fans will go ahead and go again and say he's already 31. Exactly. He was already contacted at the end of next season. Who are you competing against? You have a two year extension at his age to the end of his career, essentially. Who are you competing against? And I like Whitehead a lot. He's had a pretty tough year, he hasn't been very good this season. I think that's a terrible resigning. Why do they do this stuff to themselves? It's like ever since they won the like, made, sorry, when they, <laughs> sorry, won the comp. Excuse me, made the grand final in 2019. They're just like 
stop making as good decisions as they were making. They were letting guys go at that point when they started rebuilding it and doing well. Like him and the Croker deal, I hate deals like that. Guys aging, competing with nobody. It's like you were gambling that like Whitehead will be fit for the next three years. Whereas like, honestly, you don't think you could have got him to sign a one-year extension who was good again next year and the year after that? You really think like someone was going to nab him here or he's going to go home? Because if he was going to go home, he'll go home anyway. Like, yeah, we've got to stop it. We know this. So it's true. It's very true. Just cry homesick and we get to go back to England. So I, I hate that type of move. You're not happy. Oh, it's just like one of those things. I know, and I know he's a good no, player. It's, it's they perfect, like him, just perfect like, logic. It just, it just, you compete against nobody. Stop doing this stuff, people. Um, yeah. So Jamal, uh, this is apparently from Justin Holbrook saying that, uh, Jamal Fogarty will have to wait. This is stuck behind Ash Taylor and um, Toby Sexton, which is very interesting given he started the year as the co-captain. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah, that's this is, this is from, I don't know, Scott Bailey wrote this today, oh, like a few hours ago. But I yeah, mean, apparently... Um, signed him too, that's weird. Yeah, it's strange. He just said, uh, I like the stability there, so I'll more than likely keep it as is and Jamal will have to wait for his opportunity. But I guess if they're winning, what can you do? <laughs> yeah. It's a tough one. It's, it's one of those... lose, they'll change instantly. Exactly. <laughs> but it's one of those ones where it's like... Maybe he knows they're going to lose against South and Melbourne. Then he can bring Fogarty back for the last two games, unaffected by like two trouncings. I don't know. They might beat South. They should have beaten South earlier this year. They Fafita scored like eight tries. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, any other any other news you want to talk about before we move on to signings? Uh, Brody Croft's gone. That's very good. Yep. Good. Great. I'm really happy. <laughs> Broncos snuck through some re-signings. So they re-signed Jesse Arthur's for two years. And um, who else? One of them I forgot. And there's like Tessie News talking final stages as well. And I actually like the Arthur's re-signing, but again, it's just like, why did we sign like David Mead, Jordan Pereira, and like Branko Lee when Arthur's is clearly the first drop back and will be next year? I don't know. <laughs> I um I will say this as we move on to rookie takes. Um they the, the pun has really lifted this week. It is a hot field. I had to cull it down from like 10 or 11 finalists this week. Some truly stupid things were said. But um, yeah, if you're a new listener to the show, Rookie Takes is our weekly segment where uh, our Patreon subscribers can send in the uh, dumbest things that have been said in the world of rugby league this week, and then we can vote. Uh, then they'll get the opportunity to vote on those five finalists. Us, if I read them out on air. We're getting close to the end of the season, Mitchell, where we will have a finals. It's all very exciting, isn't it? Yes, it is, mate. Very pumped for the uh, the final rookie takes of the year. I'm still no wondering. I mean, we'll get feedback from people, but if we open that one up to the wider social media to really just get the takes out there, but <laughs> we'll, see. Uh, we'll, we'll 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 decide for that on a later date. But yes, we've got our five finalists for this week. We have Tim Gore. Yes, you heard me. International Rugby League is not the priority right now, and nor should it be. Keeping the National Rugby League going is the priority, and it can't be jeopardized for a branch of the game that has, for all intents and purposes, been a sideshow for at least two decades now. I find the idea of people getting worked up about the Australian and New Zealand teams pulling out of this year's Rugby League World Cup in Great Britain very odd. That's fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the arrow won't survive if fucking uh, Cameron Murray's not there to run Sandhills in January. He won't, mate. It'll kill the game, mate. Yeah, I'm sure it will. All right, we got uh, quarantine. 
Jason Cadden. This was screenshotted before he deleted it. And this is why, people, I tell you when you submit, submit screenshots, not links, because people delete their stupid takes sometimes. This guy's a this guy's got a very check mark and everything. Apparently, he used to be a journal for AAP or something. But anyway, there's no one I hate more than Cameron Smith, the biggest douchebag to ever play NRL and the most overrated rugby league player ever. The only reason he kept getting those records is he sticks around like a bad smell, e.g. an unflushed toilet. Pathetic commentator. What the fuck, dude? You found uh, Andy's burner. I was going to say that. No, this guy. I would. I would have just assumed this is one of Andy's like seventy-five Twitter accounts if it didn't have a blue tick. So, yeah, really hates Cameron Smith. Yeah, it, I just find it weird. I mean, look, we're not going to get into this again. I just find the like. If you don't like a guy, you think he's a grub. I get it. I don't agree, but I get it. Right. And if you hate him for his role in the salary cap stuff, again, fine. I get it. Stuff like this, man. It's just so vitriolic. I just will never understand it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is a um, uh, in response to a quote from Peter Volandi saying, I was very surprised. I think they still thought we were convicts in our prison outfits, which could be a rookie. Oh, no. Some, uh, Georgina replied, love him. He saved the NRL and racing last two seasons while his high court decisions that stopped New Zealand's racing going down to UK bookies stealing our prize money like they do over there. He is loved in Australia. Okay. But that, um, the original, though, like yeah. the convicts thing. Uh, friend of the show, Nick Canton, not nominated, but a part of the nomination. Um, he tweeted he, he, he tweeted a take saying that like Cody Walker's season has been nearly as good as, um, as Tom Tavoyevich's. And his point was basically like, who's better, the, the star player in a limited team or the best player in the team that's you know, scoring the most points? I think that's an interesting argument to have. But uh, Jeff replied saying, ah, so Manly have limited players. Gotcha. And Campo replied, mate, do you really think Manly are as strong as Souths across the 17? Come on. And he said, top 17? Yes. If only there was like something but, that kept but, a record of when you win and lose at games. I mean, and maybe, maybe it could determine the overall combined value of your best 17 in regards to how often you beat other 17s. And it could be called like a ladder or something. Yeah, but the and weird could... thing about it is like, <laughs> it does fuck? it not diminish the yes, same argument for Tommy does. Turbo? Like if you, if you all of a sudden say he's actually as good as some of the best in the competition with or without Tommy. And they're six wins behind Souths. What does that say? I don't know. Like Exactly. It's insane. It makes I, no sense. If their 17 is as good as Souths and you also think Tom Tobovich has been the best player in the NRL, how are they five <laughs> or six wins behind Souths? Yes. Or uh, uh, luck. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, as you know, like I would swap Cody Walker for Kieran Foran. Controversial. Uh, Lachlan Croker and Damien Cook are the same player on their day. Tough one. Very tough. Uh, Yes, cooked Marnie to Powell. Take his 12 runs for 98 meters over Tom Burgess now. Definitely. Mm. Uh, Jake Uh, Tabovich and Cam Murray have both played for New South Wales. So done. There you go. It's a wash as far as I'm concerned. You know what? Jason Saab does take Jackson Polo's jersey. Yep, fair. Handsome Ruben AJ is pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then what? Parker in the centers of a gag eye. No. I, I would. Yeah. I, and Campbell Parker, Graham over Morgan Harper. No. I think Parker Graham is reasonably close, but gag eye is streets yeah. ahead of both. And then them, look, but... you know what? Keon is the first pick back rower. Yep. Yeah. Sh- Schuster gets to be the other one. Yeah. Schuster. Yeah. Oh, I want Schuster, might be Schuster, Schuster well. is yeah. the most John Sutton player in the comp. I want him at South. He's, he just makes the most sense. Yeah. Him. It'll and never then, happen. But. So, yeah, I think one of the natural... Why are we doing other, this? I don't know, but it's just like... <laughs> it's 
so stupid. It's just you have to wonder what lens you watch the. You only watch mainly games, then, right? Obviously, of course. Like, and then Adam Reynolds DCA, like again, like Adam Reynolds played better this year. I mean, again, you're asking the wrong person because I can't stand DCA. And then after all of this, (laughs) after all of this, yes, Tonsilovich is better than Latrell Mitchell this year, but Latrell Mitchell's still the second or third best player in the NRL this year. Yeah. So, yeah. Got, okay. They've really, really made his point there. And uh, and lastly, we alluded to it earlier. Hello, Sport Podcast. Actually, more confident that Manly wins the comp after watching that game. I love those takes. They're my favorite takes. I think when you're you... gonna lose their way to winning. Yep. Oh, they learned. They learned plenty from that loss, mate. Yeah, I'm sure they'll get like a 95 meter intercept try, and the Storm will bomb a couple of tries. That's a good game yeah. plan to stick by. That'll definitely happen again. It is. Yeah, and <sighs> and somehow they'll get guys more attacking threats in the spine that aren't just Tommy Turbo. So it'll just happen by the finals. Yeah, it's it'll just just it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, all right. So so we get you're out- saying so if they won by forty, would have gone. You know what? This is too much. We're not contenders. <laughs> you know, it's like, no. You're like, I yeah, know. I'm Damn not sure, man. Anyway. Uh, if you want to vote or submit your own rookie takes, be a part of our Discord, uh, get some free merchandise, be a next year's Culture and Cup, et cetera, et cetera, you must be a part of our Patreon subscription service, patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. And a quick shout out to those people in the top two tiers of our subscription service. And they are Chris Abnell, Dave, Carlo Tyson, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Alex Sergicomi, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Blake Moretti, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Chris Slade, CTO, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, Jace G, James K, Jason, Jez, Joe Cordy, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Josh Tomo 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Little Cloud X, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Maddie McP, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I am sad, never trendy, party keg, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Seymour Butts, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Swarzy, Ty, the not so mature age student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Warwick Ahern. Thank you so much for your continued support to everyone in the lower tiers as well and to everyone who just mm. listens. Thank you. Yeah, so also before we finish up, there's been revealed the illusions of what uh, Will Chambers said. Oh. And it's not fully um, um, not fully out there what he said, but you know, apparently he was attacking uh, the army of Ilea, the, the young centre. He was trying to intimidate him. That's what it reached boiling point with Kane Evans over that. There, um, Another one was like, yeah, because uh, of the verbal attacks on him is why Evans lost his, sh- his shit. And also, apparently, he was saying things about Matt Lodge and Sean O'Sullivan and Sean O'Sullivan's sister because they like with Lodge with Sean O'Sullivan's sister. I mean, if you just say he fucks your sister, I mean, that's that's a fact. Say what you will about Will Chambers, <laughs> but yeah. he does his research. Yeah, like he's not going out there with, with terrible like sledges. He's taking it. But I did like one of the quotes in his article. There's a view in some quarters that Will Chambers has ramped up his sledging to compensate for his eroding skills. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I mean, yes. yes. He, like, he's like every angry old guy you played soccer or cricket against as a, yes. like a 20-year-old. Yes. Like where they, all of them are just made up for their declining athletic abilities by either being violent or angry all the yes. time. Yes. And whilst he's not winning games, he, he felt like he won when Evans threw those punches. You know? And then so. he's, yeah, probably did. It's probably worth more than two points for him because I don't think he cares about the Sharks. No, no, that's all, but pretty funny. Anyway, good stuff. All right, Mitchell, we'll be back on Wednesday for question time. Everyone stay safe. Enjoy whatever you can. But, again, one more thing. I do find it funny, and I know Cameron George didn't say it. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. The coach, yeah, yeah. He spoke about, spoke about Wayne Bennett's penis in a press conference. 
with the with the audio microphone recording that, but is upset at someone else getting personal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, on the field. I mean, what can you say? Yeah, but yes. All right, uh, everyone, I think 95% of you listening to this are in lockdown at the moment. So just try to stay sane and safe. Um, we're all in this together. Uh, say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. That's goodbye from me.